Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, if you guys are new here, uh, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a software narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Okay, so what we're going to talk about first is we're going to talk about uh, cognitive dissonance, and we're going to talk about the trauma bond, because they actually go hand in hand. So I want you to think of the concept of the trauma bond itself is fed or kept alive by this idea of intermittent reinforcement. Uh, think of it as like, as you'd see something on like a, a wave meter or like a graph, like up, down, up, down, like the waves that come in, like up, down, up, down. That's the intermittent reinforcement. And we see that happen long-term with a narcissist that keeps you stuck, that keeps you in the place of like, oh, it's good. Oh, now it's bad. Oh, it's good. Oh, now it's bad. Oh, they're changing. And then they're not changing. And, and the back and forth. And so the intermittent reinforcement is kind of like the baseline of like, hey, we need this to continue moving forward so we can trap you in this idea of a trauma bond. The thing with intermittent reinforcement that gets really confusing for a period of time is you start to equate the lows with the highs. You don't start to equate the highs with the lows. You do it the exact opposite. Okay, so you get to a place and you're like, wow, life is awful, but oh, life's really great. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, life isn't that bad. Okay, so the intermittent, the intermittent, can't say it, the intermittent reinforcement is the thing that like gets you to a place of like, wait a second, like this is continuing forward. What's going on? Like, are they actually changing? Or are they not? Are they getting better? Or are they not? Like that kind of like up and down piece. Okay, so that's the intermittent reinforcement. Think of that. That's the trauma bond, like, um sustainer like that's the trauma bond's gas think of it that way like that's what keeps it going like long term it, it, like it's not something where you have someone who treats you like awful and you're like oh well i'm not going to be around that person no they treat you awful and then they treat you great and then they treat you awful and then they treat you great okay so that's just baseline trauma bond we're talking about intermittent reinforcement that's the gas that keeps trauma bond going and then we need to bring in this aspect of hope and potential and then also this aspect of cognitive dissonance Okay. When we're talking about hope and potential, it's the idea that I hope this person is going to get better. I hope this person is going to get fixed. I hope this person is going to get aware. I hope this person is going to change. I hope all these different things. I, I see the potential that they had. I see the potential that we had as a couple. Like I'm all like connected. Like I want this back. So the hope and potential, it locks you into the possibility, the possibility of something happening, but not the reality that nothing is. And so when you're dealing with this, it's the thought of like, maybe this will happen. Maybe there's a change. And you get locked into this idea that a lot of times is very similar to addiction models of addicts that get so excited for the high. But when the high is actually there, it's not as exciting as the anticipation before they actually get to it. That, that possibility is more exciting than it actually happening because it doesn't happen. It's just that idea of like, oh, this is going to happen. And it breeds almost like this addiction aspect. All right, so we've got the trauma bond. We've got the trauma bond with the intermittent reinforcement. That's the gas that keeps it going. And then we have the hope and potential. That's the piece that's like supporting it, okay? That's the piece that's supporting the trauma bond saying like, nope, this, this is actually here, okay? The other piece that you guys have put in here that I wanna touch on is the idea of cognitive dissonance. 
cognitive dissonance, there's a whole whole many different things. Inside of um, the NARCAP, we actually had one of the months when Carrie McAvoy came on the NARCAP and she spoke and did a fantastic job just talking through cognitive dissonance, explaining it, all this kind of stuff. When we think about cognitive dissonance, I want you to think of first and foremost on the very base level, it's the idea of having two opposing thoughts, holding two opposing thoughts at the same time. Now, this could be as simple as going to a store and be like, do I buy this sweater or do I buy this sweater? Like, do I purchase this or do I purchase this? And then it gets elevated to the next level of like, wait a second, I, I'm getting close to having no money left to pay my rent. And there's this amazing deal that's at half price that I really like. And, you know, there's that cognitive distance of like, oh, uh, which one do I choose? It's that like in between. It's almost like that limbo land of like, which do I choose? I'm not sure which I should actually do. When you get this in a narcissistic relationship, you're stuck in between two points of like, do I believe their words or do I believe their actions? Like, do I believe what I see or do I believe what they're telling me? Like, which do I actually believe? And it starts to confuse you and you're like, okay, well, I can make this decision, but they might rage out at me. Or I can make this decision and, well, they might give me the silent treatment. And so like going back and forth, it's like, which do I actually choose? And so that limbo land is really difficult for a lot of people in a narcissistic relationship because it produces high anxiety, produces high stress. It gets you to a place where you're like, I don't know what to do and I don't know what's real anymore. That's the idea of cognitive dissonance. Now, what I want to explain is a little bit further. A lot of times I don't hear people talk about this and I want to, I want to just expound on it just a little bit more and then we can dive into some more topics that you guys want to talk about, okay? So when we're talking about this cognitive business, I want you to really concentrate for a second and think through the idea of the toxic person, the narcissist, the whoever's in your life looking at you and saying, I love you, and then they slap you in the face. I love you, and then they slap you in the face. I love you, and then they slap you in the face over and over and over again. And this is what's happening mentally, emotionally, sometimes physically in the relationship that you're in. What this is doing is over a prolonged period of time, it's telling you three things. Either one, this is what love is. Sometimes you already have that perception and that idea because of your upbringing, because of the perception that you've been given based on the, the family that you grew up in, that this is what love is. The second one is the idea is this is all you're worth. So like you can go find love with someone else, but it's never going to get better than this. It's only going to be this good. That's the idea of like that continual back and forth. I love you, then slap you in the face. The third one is the idea that this is the price you have to pay to be able to get to the love. This is the toll. You have to go through this. You have to pay this price to get to what you want. Maybe if I continue going through this, I'll eventually get to the spot where they get it. They figure it out. It's a good relationship, marriage, whatever it is. So when we're talking about the trauma bond, we're talking about the intermittent reinforcement that it is a gas that keeps that car going. We're talking about the hope and potential. Let's say they're the tires that keep that car on the road. And then we're also talking about the cognitive dissonance that locks it in in cruise control saying this is going to happen no matter what. That's that aspect of the trauma bond. Just as a shameless plug of like stuff that's actually coming out inside the clarity challenge, we go into that in depth. Uh, we're actually coming out with another course that's going to be released by the end of January because I'm like pushing our team on it a lot. Uh, but it's going to be released by the end of January. That's going to be seven days. Uh, it's going to be like a fifth of the price of the Clarity Challenge. And it's also going to be seven days to give you an idea of like what's actually going on and like how much it can actually help. 
And the cool thing is like, it's different than some of the stuff in the clarity challenge. It's going to be kind of like the precursor to it, but it like is opening up and I talk through different aspects that I don't even talk through in the clarity challenge of trying to help answer some of the hard questions that people struggle with. Am I the narcissist? Am I at fault? Like reactive abuse, all those different pieces there. Okay. Trauma bond, trauma bond, trauma bond. Uh, how do you break the trauma bond? Okay. So I'll, I'll give you the short answer. Okay. Number one, it's not time. Number two, it's not knowledge. Number three, it's not space. You can see how a lot of advice out there doesn't work. Like, oh, you'll get over it. Just give it time. Time heals all wounds, all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of BS, okay? At the end of the day, the people that actually heal their trauma bonds and glow up, like at a crazy amount, like glow up a ton and continue moving forward are the ones that actually learn how to get super real with themselves and to be acknowledged the stories that they believe. Now, stories are a fancy and a nice way of saying, what lies do you believe? So I want you to think of a concept. I don't have anything here to be able to show you. I want you to think of a concept of the narcissist holding a rope, okay? And so I, the narcissist, well, I'm a narcissist, okay? So like holding the rope and I take the rope and I take it and I put it over you and I pull back. So I got both ascents of the rope. One is going around you and is coming back to my other hand and I'm pulling back, I'm pulling you back to me. Okay, this narcissistic Hoover idea. Okay, but the idea is like you're stuck inside this trauma bond. Inside this, this one rope is a lie. Is a lie that I've told you, is a lie that you believe because of stuff that I've put out there, whatever it might be. You're not good enough. Nobody's going to love you. Who's going to want to date a single mom? Like, whatever it might be. Like, this is going around and it's locking you in. That's just one of them. Times multiple, multiple stories, multiple years, and you've got thousands of ropes around you that the narcissist is pulling you back. Each one of those is a lie that typically you believe. A lie that alters your reality and a lie that makes you think, I can't get out because of X, Y, and Z. I can't move on because of X, Y, and Z. Everybody's story different. Everybody has thousands of them. Once you're able to acknowledge, one, that you have stories, and two, to be able to get to the truth of what is real and what is false in the story that you're believing, that's when you start breaking free. We have a whole system that we teach in Raw Motivations of going through the process of helping people understand, hey, what is the trigger that you have? What's the emotions that are coming out of it? How are you feeling about it? And what does that actually reveal? What's the thought? What's the story that you're believing? And then from there, we're able to dive under that and say, okay, let's compare that to the facts. And then what is actually true? You've heard the phrase, the truth will set you free. This is so true. But how we look at it is the truth is the same thing as the facts. Okay, once you understand the facts, that is what realigns the story that you believe and helps you rewire your mindset. That's the only way I see people get free of the trauma bond is they end up rewiring their mindset, whether that's through a systematic process like we have inside of Warrior with the smaller challenge, with the clarity challenge, like a systematic process, or whether it's like they get to a place where they're like, I'm done. This is something that I'm like, not going to tolerate anymore. And they change the mindset. They change the concept. Because until you can actually come to terms and like view the truth of that person, you're always like stuck.